Welcome to the People, Passion, and Purpose podcast, where you will hear from creative small business owners in the trenches every single day, talking story, talking lessons, talking failures, talking truth. I'm your host, Nina L. Kovner. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, awesomeness creators. It is Nina Kovner back with a brand new episode of our podcast. I know it's been a few weeks since, or maybe a month since our last one, um, but you know what? I just keep sharing with you guys. You do what you can do. And a lot of shit's come up in the last month that just distracted me. And that's the honest truth. But it's good to be back. This may or may not be the longest podcast I have recorded so far because do I have a fucking story for you? And the reason I'm sharing this story is not for sympathy. Um, It's for helping you all as I do my best to do and as we at Passion Square do our best to do every day, help you all understand and see how strong and brave and courageous you can be. Recognize those moments, those moments that happen every day that you make decisions, that you take risks, that you are put in situations that you think you can't possibly get through, yet you do. And so every now and again, I think it's good to remember that we are all pretty badass when we make up our minds to be. So let me give you some context about this story. Uh, if you have been following us on Instagram, I shared, and actually um, our newsletter, The Weekly Dose of Awesome, we shared about a week ago about making decisions. And I had to make a really tough decision a few weeks ago to cancel a trip um, that I was so excited to take to New Orleans for the Texture versus Race Summit. The reason I had to cancel that trip is we had an unexpected snowstorm in the Pacific Northwest and I had made a previous commitment um, over nine months ago to do a private class at an amazing salon in Folsom, California called Hoshals. And I was in fear of getting stuck in my flight. So whether it was getting stuck in Seattle or not being able to fly back from New Orleans to to Folsom, I had to make the decision that I was not going to be able to go to New Orleans and that I would drive to Northern California to ensure that I made it to the class. And that was a really good decision because Seattle had a terrible weekend of snow that weekend. And I likely would have been stuck in Seattle, which would have really sucked because I would have missed the class that I had been looking forward to for almost a year. So I made the choice to drive to Folsom and I am the type of person, I'm a planner. I am a planner and... um I was looking at the weather all weekend and I got chains for my tires and um, packed snacks and water and had a little snow brusher offer thing for the windshield. I, I was as prepared as I possibly could be or so I thought. 
um, to make that trip. Now, mind you, there was no snow in the forecast, but you never know driving through passes from central Oregon to northern California. Um, you go through the mountains, quite a few mountains. And so you never know. Well, I took off for Folsom and had an amazing day. The weather was stunning. It was about a nine-hour drive from Eugene, Oregon to Folsom. And I arrived Monday evening so tired and so grateful and so fucking excited to teach this class. After an amazing dinner, I went to bed and woke up and had like one of the greatest classes I feel I've had in a really long time. And for those of you that are educators, you you know the feeling, you know, and, and some days just click and 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 your energy and, and your energy coupled with the audience's energy. It was just magical. In fact, they even had a unicorn lunch uh, themed lunch party after the class. It just was just all of it. And again, I shout out to Hoshal's and Shades Color Bar, all of you guys, you know, you know how special this day was and, and how special it was to me. And I just love you guys. So I had a magical, magical day um, in Folsom. And then I drove to Sacramento where um, I met up with one of my uh, Instagram friends, Morgan of Enlightened Beauty in Sacramento. Morgan's an esthetician. And I had several months ago booked some uh, services with Morgan because originally when I was supposed to be flying through this whole trip, my flight wasn't till late Tuesday evening. So I had my car though. So I kept my appointments with Morgan, had a great afternoon with her. My skin felt great. I was so relaxed. I was just in the zone. And I was so excited to get on the road and drive only three and a half hours to um, where I would be stopping for the night um, in Mount Shasta, California. So there's a great Best Western there that I stayed at when I moved up to Eugene last June. And so I was really looking forward to getting the hotel to the hotel around 730 that evening and having a nice dinner and and going to bed and then just getting up in the morning and, and, and heading back to magical Oregon. So it was raining as I left Sacramento. And um, again, check. I was checking the forecasts always. I always do. Checking the weather, checking the weather. Everything seems to be pretty good, except it, there was some rain. Not a big deal. Traffic was pretty decent. Everything seemed to be fine. Now, mind you, I had packed all this readiness stuff for my trip on Monday, but since I was only driving three and a half hours on Tuesday, I did not restock my snacks. Um, and I um, just wasn't as prepared as I could have been for what was about to face me. So, like I said, this may be the longest podcast. I've ever done because this story, there's just so much in the story and the context is so important to get to the lesson. So stay with me. So I uh, got close to Reading, which is, uh, I don't know, it's about an hour and a half from my hotel and the uh, chain check the snow chains, tire chain check was in place on the five freeway. I was heading on the five north. And so I got, I get it. You're headed into the mountains and, you know, it's raining. And so, yeah, we're going to require that you have chains. So 
I showed my chains proudly to the chain check people. And probably about 15, 20 minutes after that, the chains required signs came on. And I was like, oh, hey, like, this is cool. I can handle this. I have chains. I'm prepared. I'm so close to my hotel. I'm going to be a little later than 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 arrival at 730, but it's still going to be just fine. I pulled over because I do not know how to put on chains and a bunch of trucks had already been pulled over. And I asked a, a, a nice truck driver if he could help me. And he said he had four trucks to put chains on. And I started to get a little nervous. And so I'm like, you know, I'm just going to pull up a little further to see if I could find help elsewhere. Well, I, I just went, I don't know, not very far at all and, and pulled over. I saw this this truck driver. His name was uh, Brian. Brian from Fresno, and I asked him if he would put my chains on, and he graciously said yes. I talked to Brian a little bit about the storm. I'm like, what do you think's going on? It was light snow, kind of light snow at the time. And he, and he said, it's going to be fine. You know, this is actually not, this is not the weather we expected. Um, and of course, the five north was still wide open and there, there was no restrictions minus putting on the chains. So... He said, let's do this. And I'm like, okay. So Brian put my chains on and I began to drive and drive. And the snow got heavier and heavier. Now, mind you, I am in the pitch black in the mountains and I am getting terrified. I was shaking. I was praying I was going very slow and just just kept looking at that GPS that said how close I was to my hotel. Well, around, gosh, the timeline's a little sketchy, but I want to say around 9 p.m., traffic came to a stop and the snow was heavy. And I was like, okay, something, you know, bad has happened. Um, we're stopped. It's okay. In the meantime, I talked to my friends, talking to family on the phone, just keeping everyone posted on, on what was going on. And after about an hour or more of just being stopped on the 5 North, I looked down at my GPS and it says I'm only 15 miles from my hotel. But the timing was an hour, that it would take an hour to go that 15 miles. So obviously something was really wrong. So there was a nice gentleman truck driver behind me. I'm surrounded by trucks on the 5 North, completely stopped on the highway. And I asked the, the nice gentleman, what, what's going on? And he said, there's a jackknife big rig. And I said, oh, dear. Okay. So, you know, it's going to take a minute to clear up, but but we're okay. We're okay. And not long after that, we started we started moving like only a few inches, though, and then we stopped again. And mind you, the snow is coming down very heavy. And I go back out and ask the, the nice truck driver from Alaska. I said, what happened? And he goes, the minute they the minute they fixed the other jackknife big rig, another big rig jackknifed. And now we're getting close to midnight. And right around midnight, all the truckers turned their lights off. And I was like, oh, shit. 
So I get back out of my car. I I have I have tennis shoes on. Um, definitely not prepared to be in a snowstorm. The snow was about at this point about to uh, right to my lower calf. It, it was coming down heavy. And I asked the truck driver what what's going on. He said they've shut down the five. Well. What that meant is that we weren't going anywhere and um, we were going to be on the highway in 32 degree weather in a snowstorm until I don't know. I don't know till who knows when. I called the hotel and they said it'll likely open up at sunrise. (laughs) Now, mind you, it's fucking midnight. I had woken up at 4 a.m. that morning because I was so excited about my class. So needless to say, I was exhausted. I was hungry and I was terrified. So what would you do if you were stuck alone in the cold? Oh, did I mention this with a quarter tank of gas? Not knowing when you would be able to do anything. Now, as I tell this story, you may be able to tell my voice. I'm still a little traumatized about this, working through it. But um, it was it was terrifying. And uh, (laughs) so the first thing that I realized was that there was some form of communication and that was social media. And for as much as people talk shit about social media, let me tell you something. Twitter was my best friend because Caltrans, which is the the um, the service that takes care of the roads, Caltrans was um, completely 100% real-time active on their Twitter because this was a freak, fast, unexpected terrifying, um, destructive storm. Now, of course, if I knew there was going to be a storm, I would have never gone up the hill. But you guys, as you know, we can have all the plans in the world and then the conditions change. We have no control over that. So I was tweeting with, with the Caltrans division that was servicing that area and they said that if anything happens, call 911. And I'm thinking, 911. I'm like, how in the fuck is 911 going to get to me? Now, of course, many of you know that follow Passion Squared, or if you don't know, I have pretty bad anxiety and panic disorder. What was interesting, though, is I was not in any sort of panic or anxiety. I think I was in like that adrenaline mode where I didn't freak out, I didn't cry. I didn't do anything. It was survival mode. Like I was like, how am I going to stay alive? And so the Caltrans Twitter said that 911 was absolutely available. And in thinking about it, I mean, they're used to these mountains and stuff like this. So, of course, they're able to come save you if anything goes wrong. Around 2.45 in the morning, uh, a CHP officer came over to me, California Highway Patrol, and um, they checked in. They said, how you doing? I'm like, well, I'm cold. I'm okay. I'm scared. Um, I have very little gas. 
But uh, he said, well, don't go to sleep because we're going to try to open up the highway in about an hour. He said, I'm waking up the truckers now. I'm like, okay, that's exciting. So I got really excited. And um, then it was 3.45. And then it was 4.45, (sighs) 5.45, Around 7 a.m., the sun came up. And not long after that, the Caltrans, a gentleman from Caltrans came over and said, you doing good? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yes. What's up? And he said, we're opening up the road. It's really bad. Take your time. I said, I'm about to run out of gas. And he said, well, there's a gas station up a couple miles. He said, the roads aren't plowed, but give it a shot. And I was like, okay. So I spent 10 hours, 10 hours on the five north alone in the freezing cold, unprepared. I mean, I don't know. How do you prepare for something like this? (laughs) There's a few things I would have done differently for sure. I wouldn't have gone up the mountain with a quarter tank of gas at before. Obviously, I didn't have a quarter tank at that point. Probably had a half tank. I wasn't going very far. But if you're headed into the mountains in the winter, regardless of the forecast, I would have had a full tank of gas. Um, I would have had extra jackets and blankets. I would have had extra food. Um, and that's about it. That, I mean, I, there's nothing else you can do. Um, but but so that, that's so there's the story. That's the context. Here's the lessons. Here's all the things that I learned about myself and just reminders about life and about business. I think the biggest thing that I haven't had to do in a really long time is ask for help. Um, every person I asked for help was so kind. I could not have survived without asking for help. Either mentally I wouldn't have survived or physically I wouldn't have survived. Um, I know for many of you, asking for help is seen as a weakness. Many times asking for help is seen as being a pain in the ass. Asking for help is something that you maybe have some fear around. You guys, we need each other. Interdependence is how we as how we survive and none of us can go through this, whatever this is alone. We just can't not do it. I am so grateful for every single human being that was so helpful to me throughout this experience. Cooperation, you know, I know that we all have issues with maybe dynamics, teamwork, relationships, cultures, whatever, but it's in cooperation that we can thrive, that we can all thrive collectively. And I, I watching those truck drivers and seeing how much they supported each other and were so kind to each other and how the Caltrans people were cooperating with the California Highway Patrol and and how the the Twitter accounts were being so well managed and 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 taking and we were being taken care of. Um, that was a big one. So asking for help, cooperation, mindset. The next one's mindset, guys. I 
could have lost my motherfucking shit. And, and, and so many people that I've talked to about this so far is like, I don't know how you did it. I would have lost my mind. And it's like, well, I don't know if you would have lost your mind, because if you told me this story, I would have, I've had, I would have a panic attack listening to the story. Like some of you have shared with me that the story gives you anxiety and that's certainly not my intention. But but this mindset stuff is real. We know this, right? We know that we move towards what we focus on. We know that our mind is powerful. We know that we do have control over how we choose to place the energy of our mind. And, and so in this particular situation, I had one job and one job only, and that was to keep my shit together so I could survive. You know, and so my mind, um, my mind was very focused on that. So I didn't have time to like freak out because I could only do one thing at a time. Our minds are so powerful. You guys, let's never forget that. The next thing was letting go. And I know we all talk about that a lot. Let it go. Let it go. But the thing is, guys, is we can only focus on what we have control over. And this was such a great example of that. I had no control over the snowstorm. I had no control over the jackknife big rigs. I had no control over them closing the five freeway. I had no control over any of that. I had to let go of the idea that that me getting angry or angsty or anxious or whatever was going to change the outcome. It wasn't going to change the outcome. I had to let that go. I had to accept the fact that this was the reality. The reality is I'm in my car alone. I am terrified. I'm on a highway. I'm surrounded by trucks in some ways that made me feel super safe. In some ways that actually scared me even more. Um, and, and, and I, I, I only have control over how I choose to handle this situation. Letting go. Gratitude guys. <laughs> I, I know I sound like a broken record, but fuck. I mean, there's so much worse that could have happened. As I was sharing with you before we stopped, I was terrified driving in that storm. I can't begin to tell you what was going through my mind. And so I actually was grateful that we stopped because I didn't want to keep driving. I was scared to death. And I certainly wasn't just going to pull over and sit there by myself. So the gratitude in that I was able to stop and catch my breath was so I mean, that that's the gratitude, right? Um, look for the helpers. Look for the helpers. Hey, Faith, mommy's doing a podcast. Faith Marie wanted to make a make a appearance. <laughs> Faith Marie. Faith, come on. Come on, Faith. Come here. You got to have faith, guys. You got to have faith. Faith and courage, right? Faith and courage. Okay, look for the helpers. They are everywhere. I know in this world, many times we focus on the awful stuff or the awful people, or especially on the internet with social media, and people can be so mean. You guys, there's so many amazing people in this world. We have to remember that. 
We have to remember that. Brian, the truck driver that put on my chains, the truck driver from Alaska that kept me posted on what was happening. The the um the whoever was running Caltrans Twitter, the 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 um CHP officer that checked in on me. Um, the Caltrans guy that helped me find the gas station and then getting to the hotel. They took such good care of me. Shout out to the best Western Mount Shasta. I highly recommend it if anyone's driving, driving through the mountains. Um, so incredibly kind. There was an incredible gentleman the next morning that helped me get my chains off because I they got stuck and I couldn't get them off. And that gentleman's name was Scott. I believe Scott. He was just a nice guy that drove into a gas station. Scott from Mount Shasta. You guys, so many people were so helpful. Everyone that DM'd us on Passion Squirt's Instagram, everyone that texted me, my friends and family that that I got to have conversations with throughout the night, look for the helpers, look for the helpers. And I think the last thing, which was the irony I feel of this situation is walking our talk. Earlier that day, earlier that day, one of the things we spoke about in the class I did at Hoshal Salon in Folsom was about focusing on what we have control over and letting go of stuff we don't have control over. And in fact, we were talking about being in traffic. Ironically, we were talking about being in traffic. And how do you respond as an individual when you're in traffic? Do you scream at everybody? Are you angry and angsty? Are you trying to control what you have no control over? Or do you use that opportunity to, I don't know, respond differently? And after this magical day and sharing those messages of letting go of gratitude, of all of those things, I was faced with that exact situation. Walking our talk is integrity. Walking our talk is when our values are aligned. Walking our talk is when we are in purpose. You guys, these lessons are priceless, absolutely priceless. Asking for help, cooperation, mindset, letting go, gratitude, the power of social, looking for the helpers and walking our talk. Guys, we are braver and stronger than we think. I promise you that. And I want you to think about how can you show up each day knowing this right here is the only moment you have. How would you show up differently? Would you show up differently? What conversations would you have? What would you do if you knew this moment was all you had? I'm not going to lie, guys. I, I, I'm a little scared. <laughs> I'm a little scared to drive in the mountains. I, you know, it's going to take some time to really process so many of these feels um, because I have something called irrational thoughts. And I think the worst, like the absolute worst things that people say, well, that would never happen. But in my mind, they just come up. That's part of my anxiety and panic disorder. It's it's a little part of my, my OCD. Um, and let me tell you, 
like so many of these thoughts uh, are are something like what would happen if I got stuck alone on a highway in a storm and froze to death, blah, blah. I could go on and on and on. But here's the deal, guys. I survived and you survived. You have survived some really tough, challenging times. And I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that next time you think that it's just going to be impossible and this seems like the end and everything's so overwhelming and there's a problem with a team member, there's a problem with marketing, there's a problem with sales, there's a problem with recruitment, there's a problem with whatever, Instagram, whatever. Let's just keep it all in perspective and remember that you are brave, courageous, strong, and you have the power to choose those thoughts even when it seems impossible. I am so grateful for this experience because I never thought ever that I would survive something like that. And the fact that I did has given me even more perspective. It's given me more strength. And it's definitely given me more confidence that I know that I can walk into a situation like this and that I can survive that situation. Um, perspective, guys, it, it, it so much is about perspective. And I'm going to leave you with this. You can make all the plans in the world, but you have to remember that fucking shit changes and it can change on a dime. And it's that flexibility, that acceptance, riding those waves, no matter how smooth or how sketchy they may be. That is empowerment. That is when you truly know that you can absolutely handle anything that comes your way. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I love you so very much. And if you have more questions about how I survived on the five freeway in a snowstorm for 10 hours, um, you can always slide into our DMs on Instagram at Passion Squared. You can email us at awesome at passionsquared.net. I am happy to answer any questions you may have. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To learn more about Passion Squared, you can visit us at passionsquared.net. You can find us on the gram and on Facebook at Passion Squared. And be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. We're so grateful. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an awesome day, guys. Love you.